tuning you in now to the all-new LBX Daily Show. Brought to you by the LBX Collective. Your community to connect, engage, and inspire. Now, let's get ready to roll with your hosts, Christine Buer and Brandon Wiley. Well, all right. Hey there. How's it going? A, good, good. It's a whole new week. Yeah, we made it to Monday. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, um, so let's start. Let, tell me about your weekend and let's start like learning about where you're at right now. Yeah. Yeah. So very excited to be at Mishmash Adventures in Naperville, Illinois. And you're like, okay, why are you in Naperville, Illinois? Well, over the weekend, I had uh, one of my cousins got married in Wisconsin, nowhere near here at all, close to Madison. It's about two hours away. But my wife has a cousin uh, here, and they have a little baby girl who we haven't seen yet. Uh, she's you know a little over a year old, and so we're very excited to to hang out with her tonight, and and them of course, uh, him and his wife, and then we're heading back to Phoenix tomorrow. So I'll be doing this from from there. But while I was here, I thought I'd come check out Mishmash Adventures. And, um, you know, I actually got a chance to meet Andrew. He's one of the founders of Mishmash and uh, he's wandering around here. They've, they've, you know, I'll hold the camera up here and show it around here in a minute. Um, but I met him in Denver at Convergence Station. This was IAP, one of IAPA's meetups. And uh, we were, we just got talking. I was like, oh my gosh, I'm literally going to be 10 minutes away from your place on Monday. Why don't I come down and check it out? And while I'm here, I might as well go ahead and do the daily show. So um, okay. Mishmash Adventures is, I'm going to pull my camera here. Oops, it fell over. You don't need to see the ceiling. I'm gonna, I'm gonna All right. Pull- yeah, so this is, uh, I'm in the little party area right now. Uh, it's not a little party area, it's actually a good size. Um, but you can see down the hallway, these are these are micro escape games, micro adventure games. And so um, there's a whole bunch of hallways and different doors and they lead into different adventures. There's um, about 20 different rooms and they can run about 96 people um, on a, on like, at, like all at the same time. And um you know, it's, uh, it's pretty cool. So each one is a totally different experience. You type in your number, you go in and, uh, and you just have to like, it gives you some instructions and you kind of have to just figure it out and there are challenges and you earn scores as your team and, uh, and work your way up. And, um, they have an easy, medium and hard as well in each room, which I actually really liked. So, you know, the fact that you can get a little bit more time, if you set it to easy, you can, uh, you know, compresses the time if you set the hard and, you know, you're working through those different adventures. So, um, so yeah. Uh, and they, okay. They charge uh, about forty bucks for two hours, and then they have different. Uh, they have you know, they have different uh, price points depending if you get an early bird or if you're doing a seventy-five minute adventure. And, uh, and yeah, you can book on you can book online. And what about food? Do they have any food and beverage there? Uh, they they don't. But what's cool is they partnered with. Uh, there's a because they're in a mall. Um, I don't know the name of the mall exactly, but they're in they're in a mall in Naperville. And so downstairs there is a place called Tapville. And, um, and they've partnered together and Tapville has a license where you can take and carry their drink anywhere in the mall. And so, you know, I, Andrew gave me a, a little, little card, gift card. I went down, I got myself some wine and brought it right back up. They have beer, they have wine, they have uh, cider and, um, some other cocktails and stuff down there. So, um, so yeah, it's a, it's a nice way to be able to obviously, um, have a drink while you're hanging out and having fun at the adventure. Yeah, right on. That sounds super awesome. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, it's awesome. Um, mm. And so, you know, I think what's uh, what was cool about how we met was, you know, we met at, at an Apple event. And uh, and so that leads me into the next thing that I'm down. There's actually a webinar tomorrow that the FEC committee is putting on for IAPA. And it's all around the power of automation. But it's not just about diving into the world of automation. It's also making sure that we maintain 
the essential human connection and the overall guest experience as well. So it's not just automation for automation's sake. How do we help continue to infuse humanity into our guest experience um, and not just replace it with robots? Uh, but it should be a really good uh, should be a really good webinar. And you know that's just the the, the power and the benefit of, of being a part of an association, the group like IAPA too. You know, you're at these events, you meet these cool people, you get get to see cool places, but then also get the education as well. Yeah, no, for sure, for sure. And you know what? Discounts, discounts to trade shows, discounts to events, and other things mm -hmm. as well, right? So mm -hmm. it's really worth it. It's worth it to be part of it for sure. Yeah. So awesome. Well, cool. That's really awesome. I'm excited. Thank thank him for uh, letting us uh, hang out there today, I guess, and letting you to shoot um, the show there. Yeah, absolutely. He was just here and then he's walked away again. So he, oh, he, he no was here for just a minute ago. I would have yeah. had him come around, but yeah. For sure. Cool stuff. Um, well, I had an interesting weekend. Um, we went out hiking um, in the Kananaskis to this beautiful little spot called Bursal Pass. Mm. It's a little 15K uh, hike. And we thought it was going to be nicer. We thought there was going to be larches out. So this will be like all orangey and yellowy actually in the next week or two. And it's absolutely beautiful. As you can see the mountain pass there. Um, but an interesting thing actually happened earlier that morning. Um, we were meeting friends at the trailhead and I got a text from one of them saying, hey, oh my gosh, we're not going to make it there on time because I actually shot bear spray in my eyes. So I don't know if anybody's had the experience of getting bear spray in your eyes here. I haven't even asked my friend if I could use this picture, so I won't be school with it, but I wanted to show you his <laughs> eyes. Can you imagine how painful this process would have been? Just terrible, painful, and spicy. Um, and what I just thought was so interesting about it, whoops, what I thought was really interesting about it, though, is that when we Googled how to fix and get bear spray out of the eye, it, there it really isn't a whole lot of information on it. Like it says, soak your face in water. You know what I mean? Maybe use some liquid hand soap to kind of wash it out, but that's it. I mean, not, no, you know, talk about how long does it last for what to kind of expect in the next hours. Like, are you going to go blind? Do you need to go into the hospital? None of that kind of stuff, which I thought was really interesting. So yeah, that's so, so bizarre. I've, I've sprayed pepper spray in my eyes before or not. And I've never sprayed it. I didn't actually spray it, but, I got it on my hands. I didn't know what it was. I'm like rubbing my eyes and stuff. And then, you know, yeah, it's terrible. It's terrible. I'm sure bear spray is even worse than pepper spray. So yeah, well, it's pretty much the same thing. <laughs> it looks look, look terrible. So, yeah, exactly. And apparently not even that effective. So it, I don't know. Interesting stuff, right? Um, anyway, but speaking of spicy things, have you ever had a promotion go wrong? Um, I will tell you, Packy, uh, one chip, the one chip challenge that they launched a while back certainly has had its fair share of trouble. So Packy claims that they have the hottest chip in the world and they, they accomplished this by using Carolina peppers and Mega Viper peppers. Uh, the chip comes in a bag or a little box. I think I've even seen it in, and there's only one chip in there. Um, and the website states that this chip and this challenge is intended only for adults. Um, however, we know how this is going to play out, right? <laughs> and unfortunately, it has played out. And there's been kind of a bit of harm uh, caused to certain people. So kids are being sent to school nurses or home to hospitals because they hurt their mouths so badly. Um, one kid who was 14-year-old apparently passed away after eating the chip. Now, obviously, the chip has not been linked to his death. It was just a, a coincidence. But that's what kind of struck up a big controversy with this chip is people started paying attention to it. Um, and also rapper T.I.'s son, King Harris, is also facing backlash after posting himself on social trying to get homeless people to eat this chip, which is, I mean, too many things gone wrong. So it's just bad form. Yeah. It really, truly, truly. I mean, it's unfortunate that was on social and he's going to learn his lesson that way. But um, the chip is now being pulled from shelves and people are being recommended not to eat it if you have it in your uh, hands at this point. So, Jeez. Mm -hmm. 
I know, right? So. Well, so there are still some out there, which means they're going to now be three times the price that they normally would have been because people are still going to want to get a hands on there. I'm sure I'm sure they will. Now I want to yeah. get my hand on one. I want to see if they're actually that bad. Yeah, I'm not gonna eat it, but I want to have my I want to watch my son try to eat it. So he he like used to do spicy food challenges all the time on TikTok. And so yeah, it'd be interesting to see him try to eat that. But um oh man, yeah, that's terrible. Um well if uh well never mind, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna make use I'm not gonna use a segue I was gonna just use, so I'm glad I caught myself. But <laughs> Um, there is a there's a family fun center in Beeville, Texas called Bee Family Fun Center, and they just added a cemetery themed laser tag. And I thought, well, that's pretty cool. I was reading about it, and I was like, I've never heard of a cemetery themed laser tag. I'm sure they exist out there, but I've never seen one. I've never heard of one. I was like, okay, I want to go see it, so I'm going to go check out their website. Um, go Google Bee Family Fun Center, and it's Kids Bowl free. Uh, their Kids Bowl free page, and then their Groupon page, and then their Yelp page, and then their Facebook page. And there's no fucking website. And I just lost my, I lost my cool for a little bit and just uh, I got, got a little bit mad, had to breathe because I just felt like, look, guys, you've, 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 you're adding some great attractions. You're doing some really interesting things and people want to come learn about you and they have to log into Facebook in order to see anything about it, right? They, or they go to Google Maps and they have to call up and pick up a phone to try to learn more about your stuff. Like if they want to book a party, I have to know, call and book a party through the phone or by walking in the door versus being able to do that online. Like there's so many reasons why this is wrong. And my only thing is this is a public service announcement. Please, for the love of God, have a website in 2023 if you're going to run and operate a business. In fact, if you're opening up a new FEC, that website should be open six months in advance before you even open your doors so people can start learning about you, getting excited about you, booking in advance, selling pre-sale tickets, doing all that kind of stuff that you need. That is your home base. That is your home base in 2023. So anyway, that's it. Soapbox over. Sorry, but I just had to get that off my chest. So just in case everybody isn't aware, Brennan is very passionate that FECs and LBEs should have a website. Yes. If you weren't, if yeah. you weren't, if you weren't sure. Yeah. I do have a question for you though, Brennan. What's better? What's better? No website or a bad website? Uh, a bad website, honestly, like truly, truly a bad website. And I've seen them and there are bad websites out there and, but yet they still are informative. They still have pictures. They still have contact information. And so I would still take a bad website over no website any day. Yeah. Um, okay. Which, by the way, Mishmash Adventures has a phenomenal website. So if you go to mishmashadventures.com, that's you know where I am here. They have a beautiful website, um, very functional, looks good, informative. So they're a classic example of things being done right. I love it. Awesome. Right. Good. Um, okay. <laughs> Um, we really, truly do the most incredible things to entertain ourselves, don't we? Now, I know in previous episodes, I, I don't know why I'm really attracted to this kind of entertainment, though I clearly need to do something more adventurous. Um, but I found the neatest form of entertainment, and it's called Hoovercraft Racing. So I'm going to share it on the screen. I've muted it because it was super loud. Um, but those that want to watch this that are kind of just on um, the pod, you can go to Tyson, uh, oh my gosh, how do we spell this? Tyson, Tin, Tinsan, T-I-N-S-A-N Motorsports on YouTube. And you can actually take a look at this. But um, here I'm going to uh, show some pictures of these Hoovercrafts. Oh, there we go. I turned it off. Okay. Um, so these Hoovercrafts actually have a course that they follow through. They go through. Um, they go through the grass, they go through mud, they go through water, they can go over ice. Um, they go up to 80 miles per hour, which is really insane. And 
zero to 60 in four seconds. And the crazy thing about these crafts is they literally have no brakes. So the only way to stop is just to kind of slow the blowing of the water or the air down from the <coughs> and the bottom of the, 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 the craft. Now, apparently, once you learn how to drive these, they are very maneuverable. You just have to learn how to use your body weight and stuff to kind of move things around and, you know, the, the steering wheel as well. Um, and this is quite a big sport. Like there's serious racing teams, mostly over in the UK right now that are very competitive in the sport. Um, they have some pretty nifty units here, brand new units. These guys are racing and they get sponsorships. And so it's becoming actually quite a big thing. Wow. Yeah, that's pretty incredible. I imagine the liability has got to be massive, but uh, it looks so much fun. It looks like so much fun. I know. Don't you want to give it a try? I certainly uh, do. totally do. Yeah, totally do. <laughs> There's a reason they're wearing a full body vest and and a full helmet though too, like a racing and, helmet, and a life jacket. Yeah. Oh, and a life jacket. Oh, yeah, because they're going over the water. Right? It makes sense. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well. Um, okay. Well, so then this I'm going to pull this this up here. Um, this there's a there's a place out of Inner Inver Grove Heights, Minnesota, and uh, put it up here. They are a haunted uh, a haunted house called Nowhere Haunted House. They have a haunted house where they also have escape rooms. They have mini golf, they have arcade. And I came across this because they just recently opened up their mini golf. It's 13 holes, of course, right? Because it's uh, it's the number 13 and it's unlucky and it's, you know, whatever. It's, it's you know, part of the whole haunted thing. Their escape rooms are haunted, but it is a year round haunted house. And so I thought that was really cool to see a family entertainment center, location-based experience venue that is uh, that has a haunted attraction year round and the haunted attraction has a no scare a low scare and then a normal scare uh, level as well and they have live actors and apparently the people who started it have background in broadway background in theater and production and theme design and so this is why they've just done this really immersive uh, thing but uh, like uh, it's super cool I also wonder, like, that's a lot of staff for that haunted house. So, you know, I hope that, like, I'm, I wonder if, like, they only have the haunted hours running during a certain period of time. There's, you know, a number of different questions I have that I'd love to talk with uh, somebody about. Yeah, I mean, I would love to get my hands on their P and L team and understand how mm -hmm. what they do for operations and how this works. I just find that so fascinating. And like you, I have many questions about you know repeatability inside of a haunted house. How often do they have to change it? Even if they're only changing it once a year, that's still like how much do you actually have to change it to get people to come back and do it? Or yeah. you know, do you have I, to I, hand I, out. I don't know. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure they do because the, right now their haunted house is closed and it opens on the 29th of September. So that's when it opens again. Mm -hmm. And so I'm sure what they do is they do a full reset for the new, for the next holiday or the next round of, of, you know, so then it'll be the same thing throughout the rest of the year, but then they'll do, they'll shut it down probably for the month of September, open it again for October through then again, the following year. And so cool. they're, I'm sure they're doing a reset and that's why they're closed right now. Um, mm -hmm. I actually think that this would be a great thing for Barry to cover in his fun across America. Like I'd love yeah, to see this I'm, <laughs> right in his backyard, more or less it's in Minnesota. So, um, all right, Barry, if you're listening, Let's have you uh, let's have you cover nowhere haunted house. Uh, that'd be pretty cool yeah. to see that on the show. Yeah. Walk in, share some of your beautiful bread with them. <laughs> they won't be able to exactly. say no. <laughs> they won't be able to say no. Um, all right. So there's been this trend in uh, this new micro park trend that's been kind of going on recently. And what it is, it's um, these theme parks that are getting developed. And I'm sure you've heard them in the news, like the Peppa Pig theme park. Uh, there's mm -hmm. the new Mattel Adventure Park that's popping up in Arizona right now. Um, and Universal's putting in a new park uh, some, somewhere in uh, Frisco in Texas, yep. I believe. Yep. I mean, actually, outside, even in a, outside of Dallas, yep. 
even up here in Edmonton, Alberta, they're actually taking the West Edmonton Mall and they're rebranding it as a universal theme park. And what the idea behind these is that they're smaller than a Disneyland or a full-blown universal where you can come, you can get through it all in a day or even half a day. They're less expensive, but you still kind of get that experience. Now, a lot of times these micro parks will position themselves by the theme parks like the Disney's and stuff. So they kind of get that secondary traffic off the park. So go to Disneyland and then come and pop over here to Peppa Pig or wherever it is for your experience. Um, they, uh, what I was thinking though, about these parks is I was thinking, well, how can they benefit, you know, location-based entertainment centers and FECs mm -hmm. and how, what, what can we do? You know, if one of these goes in beside us or, or how, how can this help increase our awareness? And I thought that these are actually great because they do kind of focus on family entertainment, which a lot of location-based and FECs are really truly about is going there as a family, enjoying this experience together. And we want that concept to get more out there in the news and people to understand that concept a little bit better. And so these guys are going to do a great job of drawing attention to that um, and teaching people about that model. Um, as well, I think there's some really great marketing and promotions uh, that can go on. We can collaborate with these parks if we're close to them or even in the same city and offer kind of discounts, even like go to Mattel World and then come on over to our place and show your, your ticket stub and we'll give you 10% off. Or maybe there's even an opportunity to directly, you know, collaborate with Mattel and put some sort of package together to draw people into town. You know, come into Phoenix, come to this park, this park, this park on your adventure, right? And you get us, you get something. Um, you know, and what I... Uh, you know, I, what I love about this is it just gives people a more, um, you know, a, a better perspective into family entertainment centers, you know, and they are different than these micro, these little parks, right? Because entertainment centers have things like mini golf, laser tag, arcade games, which are kind of in my idea, more a build your own adventure where you don't have to participate in everything that's going on, but you can decide what you want to participate in and pay for what you can afford in the parks. Anyway, um, I just thought they were, it was a really kind of interesting trend that's popping up. And I wondered how we as family entertainment centers and location-based entertainment centers can, uh, you know, use those to our advantage actually, um, as they're popping up in different places. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. No, it's good stuff. Um, I'm, I'm excited to check out the one that opens up in, in Dallas. I mean, it's going to be a couple of years, but uh, the Mattel Adventure Park opens up next year here in Phoenix. Uh, well, I say here in Phoenix, I'm in Chicago right now, but uh, in Phoenix when I'm normally there. And uh, I'm excited to check that out. And it hasn't stopped the development of other family entertainment centers and location-based experience stuff, right? It's, it's you know, you bring in you bring in this and then pe it gets people aware of this area and this area becomes an entertainment district and and, entertainment, like, and so now you can have lots of different things. And so I think um, in my view, the more experiences that people have that are gonna draw them out of their home, get them coming and get into that habit of drawing them out of their home, the more that's gonna you know, benefit everybody in general. So um, yeah, definitely a fan of this micro theme park trend and be interesting to see how successful it really is once a lot of these get off the ground and, and you know, are running and operating. So, mm -hmm. um, so that is, I think we want to have the rumination today, right? So think about if one of these things were coming into your backyard, how could it benefit you? How could it impact you positive or negatively? And how can you turn it around into a positive? And so if you've got something really interesting to share, we'd love to hear from you on our discord. Otherwise, uh, just something for you just to think about as the day goes on and, um, we will be back tomorrow. So to all of you LBXers, this is CB and BW signing off. Cheers. Cheers. Keep kicking ass. See ya.